Well, let's try. Let's sing together, church. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in His name. Thanks be to God who always causes us to win. Yeah. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in His name. Thanks be to God. Thanks be
Jesus has won for us, His death and His resurrection, that we can have life and life to the full. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, great to see you. Take a seat. Give your neighbour a high five. You take a seat. How are you doing, kids? Great to see you this morning. You're looking amazing. Well, we have a wonderful gathering prepared today. It's wonderful to have the Burtons, Andy and Karen and their family with us. Let's give them a warm welcome. We're going to be hearing further from them through our gathering, which will be wonderful. Pastor Sheridan is in Tokoroa. He's uh, cutting that up over there. He'll be having a fantastic time. So that is fantastic. And he'll be speaking at this evening, 6 p.m. gathering. So that'll be good. If you're a visitor, this is your first or second time at Activate Church. We give you a very warm welcome. It's wonderful to have you with us today. As you leave the auditorium on the right-hand side, there's some tables there with some white bags. Feel free to take those. They're our visitors' bags. There's a free coffee card and some other details there. So take the opportunity to have one of those. So church, can we give our visitors a warm welcome this morning? Fantastic. Well, who's had a birthday or wedding anniversary in the last week? Any birthdays, wedding anniversaries? Caleb, wow, birthday. Very good. Wow, here we go. No other birthdays or anniversaries. Okay. Well, you guys are very special today, aren't you? Well, how old are you, Kevin? Twelve. Twelve. Three. Wow, isn't that fantastic? Well, church, let's stand to our feet as we declare this prayer of blessing. <clears throat> Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's give them a big hand. Wonderful. That's fantastic. Well, a highlight to share with you, church, on the 1st and 2nd of July, we have School of the Spirit. If you're not signed up, I really encourage you to be part of that. Spaces are filling up very quickly, so it's the 1st, which is a Friday, and the 2nd of July, Friday night, all day Saturday. It's going to be a fantastic time. We have Helen Corder all the way from Australia. She works with uh, Pastor Steve McCracken, who you know well, so we're going to be in for a wonderful time. So take the opportunity to sign up in the hub after this gathering. That would be fantastic. All right, kids, looking forward to a great day? Yep. Okay, you go and have it. Let's give them a big hand, church, and to them and the leaders as they go. Leaders do a wonderful job. They really, really do. Well, today's a very special gathering. Right now we're going to have a baby dedication and I'm going to shortly invite uh, Arul and Mano and their family to come forward and if also other friends and family would like to join with them, that would be great. We're also going to have the opportunity to fill in some mission cards and uh, today we will be, be sharing the uh, faith commitment total at the end of the gathering. It's really, really good. So uh, you'll be sitting on the, the edge of your seat for that. So it's going to be fantastic. But it's my pleasure to invite Aru and Manuram and Aaron and their family to come up to the front. And uh, Pastor Rex and I are going to be co-jointly dedicating Aaron to the Lord. So let's give them a welcome as they come. Mano has family that has flown over from Fiji, so it's a very special occasion for their family. So come up on stage.
this lovely? Wow. He's handsome, isn't he? Wow. Aren't you beautiful? Oh, wonderful. As I said, Pastor Rex and I are going to co-share this wonderful privilege of dedicating Aaron to the Lord. Family is God's idea. Isn't that a great idea that God came up with? We have church family and we have family family. And when family family get together, it's good as a church family that we can join and celebrate our journeys together as we see another generation encouraged and given the opportunity to find and follow the ways of the Lord. And there's no better way to live than seeing our children grow up in the ways of the Lord. Every parent desires that for their child. And it's wonderful to see and be part of that as a church family for that to happen. So it's wonderful to join with your family today. And a special welcome for those that have travelled far and wide from overseas and for those that have travelled elsewhere around the country. And uh, so congratulations. So I'm going to pass over to Pastor Rex. Thank you, Rex. Thank you very much. So this is an amazing gift of God. And those of us who have journeyed with Arul and Mano are so delighted to have this moment together, especially with the family from Fiji and a family from Melbourne as well. Lovely event. Um, through the journey, Arul and Mano have had to exercise faith, the faith of Abraham. Abraham, who was promised to have a child and who, in spite of the fact that there were so many disqualifications, still trusted God. The scripture says that through faith and patience, he saw the reward of his faith in a child. And that's what Manoah and Arul have today. Would you like to give a chance to yeah, sure. Before I do give a charge to the parents, I want to share something with your church. It was about three years ago, wasn't it, Arul? Uh, where Arul came to church. It was his first time ever in a church in New Zealand. And um, I remember meeting him as he came up the front here. It was at a 6 p.m. And he was single at that time. <laughs> and he was looking for a wife. <laughs> and we struck up a conversation. And I'll, I'll never forget that evening because that night, Arul gave his heart to the Lord. It was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And it's, it's wonderful to see how the Lord was working in his life that led him to this place, that on that night, he gave his heart to the Lord. And I remember meeting with him a number of times afterwards and, and praying for a wife. And he was this most beautiful woman, Manoah. And uh, here they stand before you today, not only married, but with a beautiful child, Aaron. And Aaron means inspired, lofty, the one who's lifted up. It comes from the Hebrew, Aaron. And uh, we first hear of the name Aaron in the Bible when, as Moses' brother, as he's appointed to the role of high priest, this high, inspired position. It's a very special name. You have a very special gift from the Lord, Aaron so as part of baby dedication, I would like to ask you two questions, your response to them as I will. And so by the grace of God, do you commit to living your life as a, crystal, a Christian example to, for Aaron? Yes. 
And do you commit to showing and leading him in the ways of the Lord that when he is of age, he can make his own decision to follow Jesus as his Lord and Saviour? Yes. Yes. Well, it's my pleasure to invite Pastor Rex. He's going to lead us in a prayer of dedication. Doesn't he look good? Do I say he's got mum's good looks or dad's? <laughs> Aaron Swami, at the request of your parents, Harul and Ryan, and as representatives of this congregation of God's people, we dedicate you to the Lord in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that you might be the Lord's in spirit, soul, and body, and wholly serve the Lord all your days. We declare protection over you from sickness and accident. We pray for the Holy Spirit to work in your life to gently lead you to Jesus for you to accept him as your own personal Lord and Savior we invoke the power of the Holy Spirit to help your parents Arul and Mano to guide you to discover the gifts of God within you and to be wise in training and discipling you to fulfill God's destiny in your life. Father, I pray my own blessing on Aaron. Aaron, in the name of Jesus, be articulate to be able to speak clearly for people to understand. Receive wisdom in your childhood be able to discern situations as they are and declare them with truth. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for this joyous and sacred moment. Father, as Rex has prayed, Father, Lord, I extend, Lord, the, the banner of your borders over this family. May your grace encompass them and may your love embrace them. In the widest sense, may you lead them and guide them in every step that they take, that they will know the very smile of God rests upon them. That, Lord, they won't have to stress or strive, but they will rest in the grace and the goodness of God. And so, Father, we add our weight, we add our support to this family. May you bless and prosper them all. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, let's give them a hand. And it's my pleasure to present to you a certificate for today's dedication of Aaron. God bless you. Yeah, yeah. God bless you. Yeah. Let's give them one more hand, church. Yeah. Thank you. Isn't that wonderful? Such a precious, precious moment. 
Well, church, I have the great joy of sharing with you the total for our faith commitment at the end of our gathering. And it's, um, it is, it's a wonderful time to be able to share that. Uh, but as we lead to that, I want to give you the opportunity uh, for two things. It's only two things. It's like two tracks on a railway line. You only have to do two things. Shortly, I'm going to ask you to pop out of your seats and take one of these pens and uh, take one, if not both of these cards on this piece of board here. You don't have to worry about any of the other cards, but just the cards that are on this board. There's two cards. If you've made a faith commitment, you only need to take one. It's a faith, um, a postcard. And what we're going to do, if we could have the slide up with our missionaries, we're going to take the opportunity to write a card right now in our seats to our missionaries. Isn't that awesome? And what we're going to do, there's, there's lots of missionaries. There's Kaylin, there's Sarinda and Resma, there's Brent in the UK, and there's Nick and Karen, there's Kay. And with one of these balloon cards, you could write a card and you could go like this and you go, hey Kay, it's, it's Ray. And I just, I just want to say, I know you're a long way away, but I think you're awesome from your friends at Activate Church. In brackets, Ray. Really, really easy. Just easy as. And anybody can do that. So all you need to do is hop out of your seat, grab one of those postcards with a balloon. You can grab two or three cards. We're going to take three or four moments and we're going to fill these cards in. Once we've done that, we're going to have some baskets at the front that you'll be able to put these cards into. Also, if you haven't committed or completed a faith commitment card, this is where we're saying where I'm investing in global missions for the work of what God is doing through our missionaries around the world. And it's not about the amount, it's been a family, it's been part of things together. So take one of those cards and if you fill in one of those, pop it in the green bin and at the end of our gathering, I'll be able to give you the totals on that for over the last six or so weeks. So why don't we jump out of our seats right now and let's grab these cards Grab a pen. It takes a bit of effort to write with the pen on the card, but be patient. And uh, if you um, you'll be inspired with some poetry. Um, somebody told me at the 9am they wrote a card to Kay and they said, Hey Kay, this is not Ray, but I just wanted to say. So you can do that too. doesn't have to be long, just make it heartfelt, make it personal. Just remember it's the cards only on the on the timber there. Lana Carter prepared these tables this morning. Didn't she make an awesome job? Look absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Lana. Yeah, let's give it up to Lana. She did an awesome job. 
Very, very good indeed. cards make a world of difference in the lives of our missionaries who receive them. I'm sure for many of them, they'll shed a tear, have a good laugh too. How are we going? Another couple of moments? couple of minutes. Two minutes, okay. Shortly, we're going to be hearing from Andy and Karen and their family. And it's wonderful to have them back home from Belgium. And uh, they're going to share uh, their story with us. It's very inspirational. Absolutely wonderful. And uh, once they've done that, then we'll have the opportunity to bring our cards forward. Our postcards, we'll put them in the baskets on the front here. Faith commitment cards will go into the green bins on either side of the platform here. So that's great. Well, church, can you put your hands together as we welcome Andy and Karen and their family as they come and share? It's wonderful. Thank you so much. Good morning. We live here. I've, uh, I've, I've said that a few times already today, and it's, it's um, wow, it's, it's really quite a thing. Ten years in Belgium, and now we can say we live here. Um, we want to thank you first for having walked this journey with us. Um, we've been away 10 years, and throughout it all, you guys have been family to us. So thank you. So the thing about Belgians is that they take a while to get to the point. In fact, <laughs> when you have a business meeting with a Belgian, you need to still spend the first half an hour talking about the family and how's the dog and, and creating this relational content for whatever business you're going to be doing. So you can't get to the important stuff until you've laid this foundation. This was really interesting in ministry because that meant that it was around 11, maybe midnight, when you actually got to the nitty-gritty stuff of life, even though you'd been sitting with them since 2 in the afternoon. <laughs> but it meant um, lots of fun, lots of laughs. And... In the last few months, we've had some really great conversations with people as they've realized you're leaving. So these people that I thought I could have that conversation with, they're not going to be there anymore. And I was sitting with my neighbor and her elderly mother. And even though we've been around them and we've talked faith now and then, they finally shared their concerns about faith in Europe. Even though they don't go to church themselves, 
they were worried that they were losing their Christian heritage. And I got to share with them the vision that God had given us, that normal Belgian people would come together and read the Bible and encourage each other in faith in Christ and challenge them that maybe they could really be the people in their community who started it. One of the things that we discovered really quickly when we got to Belgium was that you don't actually go into mission, you join it. Because it's God's and he's busy with it, whether you're there or not. And so you, you get there and you discover all of your own limitations. You discover that it's not quite as easy to talk to strangers as you thought, especially when they speak another language. Um, but through it all, you find that actually it's really simple. God has asked us to be good news. And we get there actually only through dependence on him. It's um, Sheridan's pushing global mission and prayer. And, you know, that's, that's it. The good thing about global mission is <clears throat> it's sitting next to you as well as on the other side of the planet. My squash club in Belgium had three teams that won their inter-club seasons this year. And I played on each of the teams. I'm not sure if that helped or not. <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting, actually, because I played a season of inter-club before going to Belgium, and that team also won their inter-club season. So there's a trend of when I'm leaving, the club does well. Um, <laughs> We had a celebration night, and it also became my farewell party. And so we were sitting around, and, well, we played some squash, of course, and then sitting at the bar afterwards, and all of the guys in the club made sure and they come and said hello. And at the end of the evening, Steph, who was actually the owner of the club, he decides that it's finally time for him to come and have a proper check. He's normally been working and we haven't really talked. And so he sits down and so we, we start this conversation. And one of my other friends, Frederick, joins in. And the conversation ended up happening between the two of them um, and talking about faith because they both knew why I was in Belgium. And Steph was quite wound up. Um, He'd probably had a couple of drinks too many, which loosened the tongue and the emotions and everything else. But he was talking about the immigrants all coming into Europe and how that was changing the context. And with some despair, he was saying, you know, I have no idea what it will look like 100 years from now. Um, and my other friend, Frederick, who I've spent some time talking with, um, he said, you know, a hundred years from now, I hope that there are more people like Andrew. Because he has his faith and he talks about his faith without ever slapping us with it. And it makes it really hard to leave. Because I don't know who the next person is. There are so few Christians in Belgium and there are so few Christians who are willing to engage in a conversation without it being an argument to actually bring people in. 
And so it's not been easy to walk away. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I purpose. And it shall in everything accomplish what I sent it for. (laughs) Uh, You shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come the cypress, and instead of the briar shall come the myrtle. And it shall be... It shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. These were the verses that were given to us before we left Belgium 10 years ago. And as we've left Belgium, we still feel that we've been led forth in peace and we're going out in joy and we've been received in joy here. But we have those questions. Um, What about the things that we said and the relationships we invested into that we haven't seen the fruit yet? Um, What about Frederick? who's had some amazing conversations with Andrew, but he hasn't taken that step into faith. And this is the promise that God leaves with us, that it won't go out and return empty, that it will accomplish what he chooses for it to accomplish. And God has been really gracious to us over the last um, yeah, few months as we got ready to leave, as... Um, that he showed us glimpses of what is starting to bud and um, things that we'd hoped for and we'd prayed into. Um, The last meeting that we had with our team, we had some really exciting results. Um, The church alive that was planted last year is moving out of its building and trying to find another venue because it's too small. The church that was planted in Tienan that kind of went through a lull and hasn't seen much growth um, baptised five people just in the last month. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, um, and we had the privilege of speaking at a conference recently as well where they celebrated young people they celebrated um, Belgians worshipping in Flemish to the Flemish people um, and calling them to be the answer to their communities. So, you know, we're really thankful for what God has, has shown us and given us. Um, when things were uh, tough and you had to push through to see any results, we had a word given over us that said, spring is coming. And um, we felt spring came, 
and actually they're moving into summer and um, it's a good time to go. So what now? Um, actually before the what now, it's why did we leave? Um, some of you know already, but actually one of the main reasons that we've left is because um, Karen actually suffers from an autonomic disorder that um, means her blood vessels don't work properly and blood collects in her feet as soon as she's upright, um, which makes her heart race too fast. That's why she's sitting now. And while it was just Karen, we could manage. Um, we could find ways of coping and doing different things. But actually, Grace has developed the same thing. Um, and it was just too much to do, um, particularly with school. Um, Belgian institutions like everything inside the very predictable box. Um, and that didn't really work for Grace. Um, she was only able to go half-time to school. Um, and actually, I mean, she had at one point a teacher say, why even bother trying? Because she's never going to make it through university anyway. Um, that's, that's a good reason to come back here. <laughs> um, and we've been privileged enough to be in contact with a school here that um, is very willing to be flexible. Um, Grace will be doing part-time correspondence, part-time going to school. And the school has said if you know she just needs to hang out with some people, then bring your correspondence work to school and we'll find you a place to sit and, and just be around us um, as well as everything else. So we feel caught there. Um, and we came back because as much as our team was good and our relationships were developing, actually we're in a phase where we need family um, and not just our family family but actually you guys our girls fall into a youth group here that has already been seeking them out um, <laughs> and we I mean just even just the chance to do this this morning to have you guys celebrate us we don't fall into a vacuum um, you guys have carried us through the last 10 years and we couldn't imagine coming back to anywhere but here um, half an hour after making the decision to leave we got a text message from a friend of ours in Auckland asking about Grace and when she heard that we had decided to come home she said so Andy will be looking for work then we have more work than we can currently take on we'd love to have you on our team um, so I started work um, Wednesday a week ago um, and the conversation developed and actually Karen is now working for the same company uh, we're, we're working for Connections Limited um, a consulting firm involved in business transformation that actually is working at such a level that it's, it's really talking about cultural transformation transforming businesses from the inside to make a difference in the community sounds like church um, we might be slightly interested in doing that um, so um, actually we were staying with our boss the last two weeks um, they've been friends of ours for the last 20 years and in the hallway I said to her you know I, I couldn't 
even have prayed for a job like this. It's so far beyond what we what ever expected we could have been doing. Um, so feeling very privileged. We have a house. I have an invitation to a squash club. <laughs> Important things. <clears throat> but you know, the question comes, was it worth it all? I wrote this last night. How do you measure the intangible? How do you weigh sacrifice and pain against the joy of seeing friends accept Christ? Seeing my wife faint at a barbecue, holding my daughter as she cries in pain late in the night. These things are not balanced against the work we do for Christ. They're painful reminders that we are broken people in a broken world. From the physical challenges to the emotional turmoil and the desire at times to run, hide, and make like Jonah, one thing becomes clear. The path of obedience is not one you walk alone. We are not lonely pilgrims separated by wilderness, but rather we are co-sojourners, kept company by Christ himself. And we find treasures along the sometimes painful road that ease the burden and bring joy in the sorrow. Both the joy and sorrow are experienced in his hands and his delight and his grief are equally our comfort. I have known the Father's heartache at the pain this world brings and I have felt heaven shake in joy in receiving a soul home grace and truth to know and be known by him it's worth it thank you thank you for everything that you have done for us thank you for postcards we just before we left received a whole pack of them and went to know that we had been thought of and people had taken the time to write a handwritten message to us. Thank you for sending them out across the world. Thank you for praying. Thank you for being who you are. In particular, Mike Trollive, Karen Pierce, Paul and Leanne Nobolo, and Kay Fickling, along with other people from other churches, met once a month for 10 years to pray for us they have been our heroes of faithfulness couldn't have done it without them and we are so looking forward to this journey now being part of this community it's good to be home stand to your feet and let's honour them and uh, yeah, well done we're really proud of you yeah awesome yeah yeah okay, let's give it up yeah yeah come on girls come up the front can I ask the missions team
friends to come and gather and we're going to pray around them. That would be great. I'm going to ask Pastor Jan to lead us off. Can I say a very nicely written piece of prose? Can I get a coffee? God, I thank you for this incredible family. I thank you for their obedience to you. I thank you uh, for the journey that they are on and for the continued journey. I thank you, God, that you have gone before them, that you are with them every single moment. And I thank you for the things that you have put in place. I thank you for these jobs. God, I thank you for um, schooling. I thank you for every detail that you um, are even yet to um, put across there their eyesight. God, I thank you. I thank you that you are with them. May they know that without doubt every single day, God. And I declare healing in Jesus' name. We know that this is not of you, God. And so, yeah, I'm not going to have it. So thank you, God, for your complete healing upon Karen and upon Grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you for Lord Andy and Karen and their family. We thank you for, Lord, 10 years of incredible sowing. Father, I thank you that, Lord, we declare that you will water it and continue it to grow. That, Lord, even in their absence, they will be amazed at the fruitfulness of what you have started and continue. And so I believe the Lord wants to encourage you. This is not the end of Belgium. It's a fresh beginning. There's great fruitfulness to come and that you'll be amazed. And as I just see this picture of this, I've got a, a beautiful grapevine at my place. And it's luscious with fruit. And that's what I believe the fruitfulness of God is, is, is going to be released for what you've sown. And so, Father, we thank you for that. Father, I pray that, Lord, in the, the weeks and months and decades ahead, Lord, as you have them on a new season, a new journey, a new adventure, Lord, they would, like Paul said, one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, I strain and strive for what lies ahead, the high prize of the calling in Christ Jesus. And Father, I thank you for the calling that they have in Christ. Father, I thank you for their commitment and, Lord, the sense that they're in the groove of, of working that out with you and for your glory. And so, Father, we declare your blessing over them, your blessing that makes rich and you add no sorrow to it. May you prosper all that their hand goes to. And may your blessing be seen through their generations. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Very cool. You can take a seat. Thank you for filling in those uh, postcards. You just heard firsthand from Andy and Karen how important they are. I want to give you the opportunity before we continue with our worship just to come up and pop those cards into these baskets. If you have a faith commitment card, if you can pop them into the green bins. So can you just jump to your feet and we'll do this now. And uh, I'm going to ask the team to lead us in worship. So God bless you. Thank you. Let's stand together and continue in our worship.
song this morning it's called To My Knees and it's a declaration of love to God who as we surrender we fall to our knees we surrender our lives we surrender what we have we give it all back to Him You're welcome to join in or you're welcome to just allow God to speak to you. I would like to open up the front if you'd like to come forward and either have somebody pray for you or if you would just like to surrender and fall to your knees.
we surrender before you today. It's a privilege to surrender before a loving Father. We surrender our lives before you today. I get a couple of pictures of um, one of the, um, the woman who reached out for Jesus' garment. She was desperate. And, you know, I believe that she was in that state of that surrendered. She'd surrendered everything. She, he was her only hope. And she was like, I am desperate to take hold of your garment, Jesus. And she was healed. And I believe that God wants to encourage us to come before Him in that way, in that state, to surrender everything and to look to Him and to actually do some reaching out to actually be in that stance of ready to receive, ready to receive from Him. And I also get a picture of um, Zacchaeus climbing up that tree and it's like, I've got to, I've got to get a look at him. I've got to, I've got to somehow catch hold of what this man, this God has, has got for me. And it's like there was that desperation from Him and His life was changed forever. And I believe that God wants to encourage us this morning. Come on, surrender before me. Reach out. Get in that stance, reaching out. Receive. Receive from me. Whether it's on your knees physically or on your knees in your heart. Come before Him. Come before Him. Reach out and receive from Him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you that you want to bestow goodness upon us. Thank you, Father, that you want to equip us with everything that we need for every day. Help us to come before you in that way. Help us to receive from you. Help us to come before you every single day, every morning, every night, and to receive what you want to impart into our lives. Thank you. I, um, I feel that God wants to encourage you and Anna, spot Anna down, down there. Um, you know, we'd been hearing from the Burtons um, and, you know, placing this um, focus on the missionaries. And I, I know that you have a missionary heart, as we all need to, but you have a, a missionary heart. And so I feel that God actually wants to encourage you both that you are missionaries, 
Number one, you are missionaries right here and He has placed that heart within you and to be expectant about where you are going every single day, where you are going. I have a little idea of where you're going, but I've never been to where you go in your everyday life. And to actually receive that upon you and to as you go, say, I am here because God has sent me into this place as a missionary. So to go, you've got it on your life. You've got it on your life and you don't need to wait for anything anything else to come, but but you are walking as a missionary and there is something special that he has placed upon your lives. So be encouraged. Isn't he amazing? Incredible. Love. Leadership up here. Fantastic. You may be seated. Don't you just love the stage? I was admiring the stage. Wow, whose handiwork was that? Incredible. Is it Rob, Rob and Co? Nobody's going to tell me. Anyway, oh man, how do they do that? So cool, the way it's all set up there and different change around. Isn't that great? Well, it's a great atmosphere here, isn't it? Beautiful. The Holy Spirit is here with us. So enjoy. I'm going to share very, very briefly with you this morning. And I have titled my message, or a few minutes, A Life to Die For. So you can um, have a little think around that. Actually, before, just before I say a few, a few words around that, School of the Spirit. School of the Spirit is coming up really, really soon. The 1st of July, which is only in a few weeks, If you haven't registered, I really, 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 really encourage you to register for that. You can do that at the Hub afterwards, or you can do it online as well. Sheridan had a Skype call with Helen Calder on um, whatever day it was, Thursday or Friday. Um, And wow, we're excited. If we weren't excited before, we are very excited. She has already got some things um, bubbling within her. She's, she's a, um, a prophet or prophetess and she's going to be with us um, at School of the Spirit and she's got, already got some things that she, she um, put out there, to, just a little hint um, to Sheridan. So uh, it's going to be very, very exciting. So I encourage you to get along to School of the Spirit. That's going to be fantastic. We're going to have her with us on the, on the Sunday as well. So that's going to be great. Okay, did you know that we're designed for eternity? Yes. Do you get up in the morning and say, wow, I'm going to die because I'm designed for eternity? (laughs) Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 says that God has planted eternity in the human heart. He's planted eternity in our hearts. Titus chapter 3 verse 7 in the message says God's gift has restored our relationship with him and given us back our lives. And there's more life to come, an eternity of life. Isn't that cool? So do, my question for us today is do we live with that view? Do we live with the view that we are designed for eternity? This here and now is temporary, 
We all die, but it doesn't end there. We are designed for eternity. Paul and Timothy write in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, from verse 11. I'm going to read just a couple of other verses in this passage. They say, yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus, so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death, but this has resulted in eternal life for you. But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believed in God, so I spoke. I like that. I believed in God, so I spoke. That's pretty good, isn't it? Is that what we say? I believe in God, so I'm going to speak. Yeah. They carry on and say, We know that God, who raised the Lord Jesus, who also raised will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. As God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving. I want that. Great thanksgiving because his grace will reach more and more people and God will receive more and more glory. That's why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, yes, we are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. Verse 17, For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. I believe that some of us need to declare that over our own lives. Our present troubles are small. Declare it, even if they feel big. Oh my present troubles are small. They're not going to last very long. They carry on and say, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. You know that I sometimes have that thought, you know, like our great, great, great uh, um, auntie or uncle or great, great, great grandma, granddad, or, you know, they, they were very much here and now living, you know, and their life was, you know, everything revolved around their lives and everything. But how much do we, you know, think about them? I don't even know them, you know, yet they were here and now. So one day we're going to be gone, but we are created, designed for eternity. It will not be over. Like, as we know it. What is that little saying? As, we, as you know it. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Star Trek, is that? Yeah. Okay, so carrying on. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is, when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body, made for us by God himself and not by human hands. We are designed for eternity. From verse 8, yes, we are fully confident and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies, for then we'll be at home with the Lord. So whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please Him. Whether we're here living or died, but yet in eternity, our goal is to please Him. Is that our goal? Are we living to please him? Do we get up in the morning with that eternal view? Is our goal to please him? From verse 11, 
in 2 Corinthians 5. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. This verse really got me. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord. Do we understand our responsibility to the Lord? Do we understand it? And because of that responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. Do we work hard to persuade others? Do we understand our responsibility to the Lord and work hard to persuade others with that eternal view in mind? And so I pondered on that on this verse myself. And I think I need to probably continue to ponder on, and I encourage you to do the same. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 11. Um, what I came up with when as pondering on that question, what is our responsibility to the Lord? What's my responsibility to the Lord? The three things that I came up with, if I was to, you know, summarize it into three things, this is what I came up with. Um, uh, we will receive power. Acts 1.8. So I guess it all is around what Jesus had instructed us. And so he says to us, you know, before he leaves earth and ascends to the Father, he says, you've got to wait. You've got to wait. You've got to receive power when the Holy Spirit, the whole, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. It's going to be great because he's going to be with you always. I can't be with you always because I can only be at one place at one time because I'm here on earth. But anyway, the Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to be with you always, and he will give you power. Isn't that great? So we need to receive power. Receive power. Acts 1.8. Why do we receive power? Why do we need power? To be his witnesses, to go, to go. And that was one of the last, some of the last words that Jesus spoke before he ascended. He said, go, go and make disciples. He says, I've been given all authority, now go. Go and make disciples. Receive power and go. Two. Number three, remain in me. John 15, it um, amazes me how many times Jesus said in John chapter 15, remain in me, remain in me, remain in me. And it's like, you know, gosh, gosh, you've just said that before. He says it again, remain in me, remain in me. It's like he really wants to to get that one in. He doesn't want us to, to miss it. Remain in me. We need to remain in him. We need to hang with him. We need to, every single day, spend our day with him. We need to put him at the center. We need to talk with him. We need to listen to him. We need to remain in him. So for me, receive power, go, and hang with him. Spend, our, put him, number one, every single day, remain in him. And it's, he says, in John 15, 5, he says that apart from me, you can do nothing. You won't produce fruit if we don't remain in him. So it is important. So that's what I discovered. You might like to ponder on that one yourself. What's our responsibility to the Lord? Lord, you may come up with something different. Let me know. But because we understand, they write, Paul and Timothy say, because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. Are we working hard to persuade others? This is challenging to myself. We are designed for eternity. We are eternal beings. This life on earth is 
temporal. We are all going to die. But that's not a bad thing because we are made for eternity. It does not end here. Do we live every single day with that view that it is not about the here and only, about the here and now, but it is about eternity? And if we are sure about our eternity, should we not have that sense of urgency to make sure that other people are sure of their eternity also? Are we concerned for others? Do we work hard to persuade others? Do we care? I'm speaking to myself here. Do we live with that view? We've all been given the opportunity to change the eternity or to sow the seeds in, into people's lives around about us. We've all been given the opportunity. Jesus said, go, go and make disciples. We all have people around about us, our family, our friends, our workmates, neighbours that are possibly facing a lost eternity. We've been given the power and the charge to go and to sow seeds. We need to hang with him. And you know, when we hang, when we hang with him, when we spend time with him, that's going to be the best possible outcome for our life because he desires the best for us. He's got the best plan for us. So we need to continually spend that time with him, listen to him, talk to him. That's what prayer is, isn't it? So some of you here may not be sure about your eternity. Whether you're sure or not, you are eternal beings. We are designed for eternity, whether we like that or not, we are designed for eternity. We actually weren't going to, we weren't made to die, sinning to the world. And so, yes, now we die, but eternity is very real. So I would love it if everyone would please close your eyes. And I want to give opportunity for people to respond. If you want me to pray for you, if you are not sure about your eternity this morning, then I'd love you to give me a wave and I would love to pray with you this morning. Is there anyone here that would like prayer this morning? Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if he can prepare this incredible world that we live in, wow, what's the place that he's got in heaven for us? God, I thank you that we are designed for eternity with you. I thank you, God, that you desire for us to be sure of our eternity and that you also desire for everyone, everyone on earth that may not be sure right now. You desire them to be walking in a relationship with you, God, that you desire to be them to have that incredible, beautiful hope every single day of a safe and secure eternity, an eternity that is good, 
that is free of all sorrow and tears. Thank you, God, for that. Help us to be able to live every day with you, God, listening to you, talking with you, receiving your power every single day and help us to go. Help us, God. Give us courage. Give us courage to impart into people's lives. Help us to be able to speak the words that you place on our heart, that you place in our lips, God. Help us to be able to speak them. Help us to give that action that you prompt us to do, God. Help us to be able to make a difference in others' lives. Now, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that as we do that, as we respond to you, that you also uh, are partner with us, that you sow, that you harvest those seeds, God, that we sow. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you, God. And I, I thank you um, for Frederick that we heard about before. And I thank you, God, for those seeds to be harvested in his life, God. Thank you for relationship with you coming to pass in his life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the privilege of doing life with you every single day. Help us to rise every morning with that view of eternity and making a difference in our world. Thank you, God. Thank you for your blessing and your protection upon your church. In Jesus' name, amen. So our missionaries have said yes. We've written the postcards. They said yes. They responded to God. They responded to His call upon their lives And I want to encourage us today that as we bear that in mind, that we are called, that we are designed for eternity, that it is not only for our missionaries to respond to God and say yes, but it is also for us to respond to Him because He has called us too. Whether or not we are living in our own nation or a different nation, we are all called to go and make a difference uh, in people's lives around us. So, I encourage myself and I encourage you in that everyday task that Jesus has given us. And it's a privilege to be able to partner with Him. Let's respond to Him. Let's respond to His command to go. Let's respond to His power that He gives us every day. We need to receive that power too, by the way. We need to receive it to be able to Um, in part we need to receive his love his peace and everything that he wants to be able to impart that to others so I encourage us to go and change people's eternities around about us and whenever wherever yeah there's some real excitement there can we just can we just show a little bit more whenever wherever yeah amen Thank you so much, Pastor Jan. Great word, great encouragement. Eternity. God has designed it. It reminds me of the words I mentioned at 9am, St. Augustine's, which said something along the line, For thou hast made us for thyself, and our hearts will not find rest until they rest in thee. So there we are, eternity in our hearts. Yeah. Well, church, I'm very excited to share with you the faith commitment total for 2016. It's amazing. And thank you so much for your generosity, your prayerful consideration of sowing into this. But before I share that, 
there's some things that I need to share with you. Firstly, take-home questions. Mums and dads, the take-home question that your son or daughter will be bringing home today, what does the Bible say God thinks about us? What does the Bible say God thinks about us? Good question, eh? Great to have some conversation at home. Who's enjoying the take-home questions and the discussions that go at home? Great. Can I really encourage you to press into those? They're really, really important. Particularly important for young kids when you get to the teenage years. All the stats say that is a difficult time for transitioning. If you've got a good basis of having faith conversations uh, when children are younger, it's a lot easier to have them when they're older. So I really encourage you to continue pressing into that. So that's really good. Our faith, um, um, sorry, the, the visitors' packs are on the right-hand side as you leave the auditorium this morning. So feel free to pick one of those up. We'd love you to have one of those. And there's some details there and a free coffee card. So that's awesome. Pastor Nick Klinkenberg will be here next Sunday. All gatherings. So it'd be wonderful to see uh, Nick and Karen and hear uh, Nick, Minister, uh, Nick Minister. That would be wonderful. And can we be uh, purposed in our giving? as our giving stations are in the foyer, just through the doors here and also here. So let's pray as we close this morning. Father, we thank you for the incredible privilege it is to come into your heart and know that in your house and know that our hearts are, are designed and shaped with eternity placed in them. Father, thank you for your word this morning. May we live with a consciousness that we live for you. And may your power, Lord, be Lord expressed and flowing through our lives for your glory. Father, thank you for these cards, these faith commitment cards, these postcards. Lord, I declare that your blessing will be upon them. Father, when the missionaries receive these postcards, may it bring such joy, such delight, such a sense of connection to this uh, faith family here, I pray. We thank you for the amazing work that they do. May you bless and prosper it, Lord. For every person that sows and gives into this place financially, Father, I pray your blessing upon their gifts. I pray your blessing upon their household, and I pray your blessing upon their work, that your name would be glorified through it all. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Okay, church, here we are. 2016 Faith Global Missions total is... Isn't that amazing? Wouldn't you give your neighbor a high five? Well done. 129 faith commitment cards. Thank you, church. You are amazing. What this means is churches planted in Asia and Europe. It means for a young teenage girl that's trapped in sex trafficking will be set free because of our giving. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. Well, I think that's really, really good to go out and celebrate with somebody with a tea or a coffee, chicken, hot, um, cold syrup and bun. So God bless you. Have an amazing uh, rest of the day. Pastor Sheridan is speaking this, uh, this uh, evening and Tuesday, 730 prayer gathering. Really encourage you to come along for that. There are amazing times. God bless you, church. Look forward to seeing you this evening. Thank you so much.